Okay. Hi, everyone. Um, so for our first episode of the first season of I'm Still Growing, me and I wanted to talk about body image and perception and just our experiences with that sort of thing. I feel like that's something that we would talk a lot about. Um, at the office. At the office. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um, I just think it's one of those experiences that are really universal that you just keep confronting every day. Even as a grown adult, I think. Yeah. It just, you carry it with you. Even our moms, dads. Yeah. Just, like, overall consciousness that just seems to never go away. Yeah. Well, I think for me, like, personally, moving to New York was kind of, like, a game changer. Just Mm -hmm. because I feel like, I don't know. I mean, I think every woman in New York kind of experiences, like, you walk down the street every day and there are going to be, like, a million, like beautiful women around you that you're comparing yourself to but then there's also going to be like creepy men that are like commenting on your body and I unfortunately think that's like a common experience I don't have a single female friend in New York who hasn't experienced that yeah um but I think moving to New York was a game changer because it's like on one hand you're trying to keep up with this like beautiful image that everyone seems to have but then also there are days that I just like want to hide my body away because I don't want it to be on display for other people to consume yeah it honestly now that i'm thinking about it like moving to new york was an interesting turning point maybe not yeah. in the same way for me mm-hmm. i think it was weird because i'm from miami so i think i was born being conscious of my body we're just yeah. always in bathing suits and like yeah that was just the deal and i think coming here like yes there are a lot of beautiful women but it's also interesting to see like how many non like conventional Mm. conventionally beautiful women that were out there who are really just strutting their stuff yeah but yes like I 100% agree that the men are just particularly aggressive here and maybe that's because I lived in a driving city Mm. I didn't I wasn't on the streets as long yeah Um, no same with me I mean I grew up I'm from New Jersey I grew up being in a car everywhere that I went yeah so it was really interesting to come and 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 have that consciousness of of my body change, like even yeah. even I don't know to to that degree, but I think we should kind of start off with like how maybe our histories in terms of like the way our perceptions of our bodies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, for me, I grew up as a competitive dancer, which I don't know if people like know much about that world. I mean, mm-hmm. like there have been shows made about it and stuff, but I was lucky to dance at a studio like where yes everyone was very aware of their bodies and that was tough but it's not like our teachers were like telling us to lose weight or anything you know Mm -hmm. like I knew of other dance schools around me where it's like they made kids get on a scale and be like you need to drop this amount of weight before the next competition which is just like super like traumatizing when you're like 12 or 13 years old and your body's changing but like I do remember this one experience um we used to wear a lot of two-piece costumes for our dances and I happened to be like, I happened to be in the room when like a conversation took place about how this one girl in my group, like maybe it wasn't appropriate for her to be wearing a two-piece costume. And I was like pretty horrified that I like, that that conversation kind of like took place in front of me about one of my friends, like, you know, who I was dancing with. It's so weird because yeah. in, in a society like the one that we're living in, like, people really have no shame. I know. Especially back like, then. That was, like, 2013 or something. That was, like, a decade ago. Point, pointing that type of stuff out. Like, it's, yeah. it's really wild. I but, think. yeah, like, 
I think I, I was a super, super confident child. Like I thought, I just was like naive and thought everyone in the world thought they were like beautiful and wonderful, yeah. which is like kind of a sweet thing, but yeah. also like very, like, like I said, very naive. And so I think like once I was like 13 and my body started like changing a little bit, yeah. you know, my thighs started getting bigger. I got cellulite, like just like very natural thing. I was still a very thin kid, but yeah. my perception of my body became completely warped because I would go to dance and be surrounded by people who had different body types for me. And I convinced myself that I was fat or that I need to lose weight. I mean, like when I was in high school, I bought these like diet pills online when like I didn't even have to lose weight just because I was like constantly surrounded by other girls in like two-piece costumes and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, that I, I my, my experience was also similar. Like I also grew up with this intense confidence, yeah. like almost a little too much if yeah. you look back and like <laughs> see what I looked like. It's sweet though. Yeah, it was. And it was great. And I'm so grateful. I think I probably, I have to thank my dad because he was never, he never put emphasis on my appearance. Yeah. Like it was always how do I treat people, like, my intelligence. Yeah. So up until a certain point, which, like, was, I think, until I was, it's probably the seventh grade when it hit me, was like, oh, fuck. Like, yeah. being pretty is a currency. Totally. Um, I really had zero awareness. And when I got my period, I was 12. Mm. I was, like, the first girl to have boobs. I mean, now <laughs> they're, like, boobs. But, yeah, like, yeah. I was the first girl to have boobs at school and it was shocking yeah. it like completely transformed my world and I felt so out of place because yeah. again growing up in Miami we're always in bathing suits like on display kind of on display yeah at all times yeah so that it was it wasn't just to worry about it was like oh summer's coming like mm. gotta get in shape it was like no year round <laughs> year round yeah um so I remember like just growing into myself like much earlier than the others I remember having this experience where I think Alexis Ren and, and G. Alvarez were like the thing mm-hmm. were you, were, was that a thing where you were living were um, people, people were definitely into Alexis Ren for sure I was never like a huge like follower or anything yeah I remember having friends being like oh my god Alexis Ren has the perfect boob size mm. I would never want bigger than that and then they turn to me and go, no offense. Oh, my God. It, and, you know, it's so funny. It's because that, like, Alexis Ren literally wow. got a boob job, like, a couple of years really? later. Really? Yeah. Um, but I just remember from from then on, like, like my womanhood, like, mm-hmm. my boobs, my curves, immediately I was, like... Insecure about. Yeah. yeah. I, it, it was just, like, I am not allowed... To, like embrace these female features mm. about myself because it's just like isn't what's hot or like mm. what people are looking for but also like what people are looking for changes yeah and that's, that's what you learn when also you're something that's messed up yeah, yeah. it's like I remember my mom saying to me once like a few years ago she's like you're so lucky that you're growing up at a time when like being like curvier on the bottom or whatever like mm. having a bigger butt is like seen as beautiful because she's like when I was growing up my mom and I have complete opposite body types she's like very skinny and has like big 
Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, mom, to be <laughs> outing you. Um, <laughs> but, sh- like, whereas I grew up very flat-chested but always had, like, a larger bottom half or mm-hmm. whatever, you, <laughs> however yeah. you would phrase it. Um, that's the other side of the spectrum. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what's funny is, like, when you're talking about – I feel like certain things about our perceptions of ourselves are very similar but then very opposite because, yeah. like, I, I was, like, so – flat-chested growing up like I just like I, I barely even had boobs like I, you could barely even call them an A cup yeah and part of me kind of liked it honestly because it made being a dancer so much easier because mm-hmm. like when you're dancing you're jumping all over the place you don't want like your boobs getting in the way but then <laughs> once I like went to high school and I started going to parties and I wanted boys to think I was like attractive like I was super insecure about it and now I mean I that's like a whole nother story. But I like when I was a senior in high school, I gained a lot of weight, which I think I've told you like Mm -hmm. I, it's like a weird story, but I got mono. And then it was like, really like, messed up my liver. And I ended up gaining 30 pounds that year. And I was just so distraught because I like would look in the mirror and not even recognize myself like, but then gaining that weight, I got boobs kind of and then once I lost the weight and then like my weight has fluctuated a little bit ever since like the boobs have just never gone away yeah and I think I've told you the story how I remember being like with my friend and she made a comment like oh yeah you and your big boobs and this was like a year ago and I was like what are you talking about and she was like what do you mean like you have big boobs and I was like what like I had been so accustomed to being a small chested person that like it also kind of felt like I didn't earn the boobs it's like oh well I just gained weight and then they like never went away yeah so it felt like oh I wasn't born that way like it like it's just such a weird thing for me to like identify with it's just odd because like that's not how I grew up seeing myself I think like perception about your body that's just like a journey from the start let alone just accepting the fact that you have these body parts I know that grow into you yeah but even just to this day I have no idea what I look like like physically like I don't know like I'm, from someone else's yeah point of view, you know? I, I I don't know I think I can't tell I honestly can't tell I obviously I know my sizes and things like that but yeah I, I cannot gauge mm. what I look like yeah I, I don't know why it's something that I think I've always really struggled with. Like, even at my thinnest in high school, like, I I literally remember I went to Thailand with my family. Mm-hmm. And this was back then. Like, in Miami, it's, it's super normal. Or I don't know what it was like in New Jersey, but, like, to take bikini pictures. Like, oh, that was yeah. something that we did from, like, a very young age. Yeah. Now looking back, I'm like, that was weird. I don't know why I got <laughs> doing that, but whatever. Um, I was really young. I think I was, like, 14 or 15. Mm-hmm. Um. And I remember, like, being in this beautiful, beautiful place, taking these pictures and just fucking sobbing. And my dad was like, what is she on? Like, what is going on? I just started crying. I was like, I literally look like, who is beautiful, by the way, but this is what I said. I literally, I I go, I literally look like Iskra the plus size model. I literally. Wait, you look like what? Do you know what Iskra the plus size model is? No. She's so beautiful Uh at the time it was like well being plus size at the time was a very different like thing I I just people perceived it differently I was so thin I can even show you these pictures and I thought I was so yeah large and it Mm. was just the weirdest thing and 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 not even because like it's not weird like 
I think it's a very natural experience, especially as a woman. Yeah. It just, looking back, it makes me so sad because I was in such a beautiful place. And, and you that's weren't enjoying I was, it. I yeah. wasn't enjoying it. And and now I look back and I'm like, and and I think one of the biggest lessons I kind of took like from that now being older is that as you get older, you're, you just grow appreciation for your younger self and what yeah. your younger self yeah. looks like. And I don't ever want to have to, I think the biggest, what, I think what most women or people in general regret is not appreciating their beauty when totally. they were younger. And yeah. not to say like their beauty was thinner, their beauty was younger. Like that's mm-hmm. not necessarily the value in it. It's just like, I think when you grow older, you realize... You have perspective. You have perspective yeah. about that type of things. And I think I read a quote from, like, a book the other day. Like, I don't I don't want to have to be, like, old and gray to realize, like, how beautiful and special of a person I am. Like, yeah. I want to celebrate that. Right now. I, I, yeah, right now. Yeah. Like, as I have it. And even when I'm older, like, as I'm having it when I'm older, because I'm going to mature. I'm going to be a mature lady. <laughs> and, I, and I still... I want to be in, in that state and not be like, oh, like, I was so beautiful back then. Like, I'm beautiful now. And yeah. I think we waste so much time. I know. Dwelling on what we, like, I mean, I don't know what I really look like. And I, I kind of, like, grapple with that. Like, I genuinely, I'll look in the mirror. And I see one thing. And then a couple minutes later, I'll look again. I'll see another thing. Totally. And that's yeah. just something. I think that's quite common for people. Yeah, I don't know why. That dysmorphic kind of view of ourselves. A hundred percent. And I don't know why. And, and. And going back to kind of like we were talking about, about feeling shame, about our bodies changing, like, I think we have a right to embrace and love the way that we look, not for the sake yeah. of like attracting others, mm-hmm. but for the sake of loving Ourselves. who we are and our bodies as, as just as human beings in general. Yeah. And I think it's so important. I mean, it's really interesting. I think people have different perspectives. There are a lot of people who go into this war I would say like a Mm self-war with trying to practice neutrality Mm -hmm. being like my body works Mm. it breathes it eats it functions it keeps me walking it keeps me alive and I think that's a good place to start but I think we should be celebrating what we look like not just being neutral with it you're not just being neutral with it because I think there's a joy in that celebration like neutrality is like yeah a base level, which, you know, is a form of happiness. Like, that's what people usually say. Like, the happiest people just have a base level of, like, emotion mm-hmm. that they experience. It's yeah. consistency. But I think part of the beauty of life is being, like, I am me. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be me until I die. Yeah. Like, why not, you know, celebrate, celebrate it? And obviously, it's so much easier said than done. And yeah. even with this perspective... I still every day have to wake up and be like, no, like beauty, like whatever, yeah. you know? And, and, you know, people might equate beauty to like value and things like that. Being like, if you kind of turn it that way, then it means you only have value if you're beautiful. And, mm. But that's not really what I'm going for. It's more like celebrating what yeah. you do have yeah. beyond like the past, beyond the, the, like, the idea of like just the function of your body. Mm. Yeah, that makes me think of, like, a few different things, what you were talking about. Like, one, I completely agree with you. I think I look back on photos of myself from when I was that little, like, dancer or whatever at 13, and I'm like, that's so sad to me that I 
was like upset with the way that I looked because there was nothing wrong with the way that I looked and like even now I feel like I'm aware every day I mean I'm 23 now and I I'm aware every day that I'm losing out on experiences because of my insecurities about myself like all the time but just like the fact that I'm aware of it isn't enough it doesn't mean that I can like flip a switch and be like okay stop caring about your body like you know but like I feel like my insecurities about my body influence most of my experiences in my life like even like deciding what outfit to wear to go over to a friend's house like it's like it just shouldn't be that big of a deal but also I think it's like I have so much empathy for like every woman on this earth because I think like even man or non-binary people totally but I think like specifically yeah like a woman's experience like from the beginning of time, we've just kind of been taught that our bodies and our beauty are like our biggest points of self-worth. And obviously women nowadays are allowed to go to college and allowed to have jobs, but I don't think that like stigma yeah. has gone away at all. And I don't, I sadly don't think it ever will. Um, I think we're all traumatized, but it's just we have to have some sort yeah. of awareness of it that isn't like... Well, that's the thing is you're fighting against what you've been taught, basically. Because it's like, I want to celebrate my body, but oh, I don't want to celebrate my body too much because I don't want to be too on display and I don't want people to think this thing about me. But it's like, it shouldn't be that that big of a deal. And like, at the end of the day, like, I really don't think the person standing next to me on the subway cares at all if my stomach is bloated from the dinner I just had with my friends. Like, I... I think it's, like, I'm constantly fighting against that because it's, like, you want to go out and have a good time. Yeah. But then also in the back of your mind, you're, like, oh, my God. Like, how do I look now that I just ate a meal, like, in front of these people? When it's, like, in reality, people just don't care. And if they do, who cares, you know? And even – well, first of all, I think, like, we just have to be really patient and kind to ourselves. Yeah. Because those thoughts are normal. And I think the more we're, like – Fighting against them. I shouldn't do this. I shouldn't be feeling this way. The more they'll come up more often I think just accepting that that's the way that you feel and honoring that is just enough to make you feel better and then on just on a larger scale like you were talking about strangers in the subway Mm -hmm. but I think attraction in general whether it be your friends or romantic partners attraction is such an interesting thing I know in general like how many times have we been like I don't know why I'm attracted to him I'm so attracted to him but he is not conventionally good looking yeah but also, or, what even is conventionally good exactly. looking? Exactly. And I remember thinking about that being like, I remember having this conversation when I was like a freshman in high school with someone in my art class. And I was like, what makes someone attractive to everyone? Like, there's like celebrities out there who I feel like a lot of people would be like, they are beautiful. But it's like, it's so weird to just think we're born with these like preconceived like, like someone, notions that are like ingrained in us biologically as to what we find attractive. And it's all, you know, it's all like people just like you, 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 and then all of a sudden that became the beauty standard. Yeah. And and if we think about it in a normal life, like you don't really ever know why. I mean, you could be like, why oh, I like this one feature, yeah. but like I think the people I've been most attracted to, it's not necessarily a physical thing. Yeah. It's more about them as human beings and maybe like whatever what do they it call someone who's like attracted to like personality demisexual i don't i don't know i don't know <laughs> i don't but it 
generally like sexiness and attractiveness is a vibe yeah on on a like a well very, yeah someone could be attractive for so many different reasons right but i think like we're like what is the definition of sexy yeah. and, and, and i think that's something that women have struggled so much yeah it's like sexy is a red lip sexy is high heels sexy is you confidence. know confidence boobs but yeah. confidence no sexy is can mean so many different things yeah whatever you want it to be and yeah. i think that goes hand in hand with like celebrating yourself mm-hmm. and letting yourself almost just be without like yeah an intense like drill sergeant yeah like judgment on what you look like yeah well i think also like when i was talking about like going to high school and starting to go to parties yeah. like back then I mean, you're 14. I think everyone at 14 is different than they are when they're an adult. And it's like back then I used to think like, oh, I need to wear three push-up bras so that this boy at this party thinks I'm attractive. Whereas now I'm like at 23, I just have a different perspective on life. And I'm like, I think the kind of people that I would want to find me attractive wouldn't only care about what I look like on a certain day. Like it's like, I want people to be attracted to me for my intelligence and my personality and my passions. Like, I just think as you get older, you start to realize, like, all that shit that I worried about in high school just, like, is so materialistic and fluffy and stupid. But it's, like, I want to honor who that younger version of myself was because, like... They are the reason you are the way that you are right now. Exactly. But it's, like, yeah, like, I've had, like, conversations with my mom, like... I just feel like you and me are both people who are very comfortable not wearing makeup. Like, I love to wear makeup yeah. sometimes. and I'm scared of it. That's why. Like, <laughs> I wish I could, like, go in ham with the eyeliner, yeah. but I'm, like, just scared to fuck up. Yeah. I just, like, it intimidates me, but I appreciate it so much. Totally. I, like, I love makeup. I love, you know, feeling a little bit dolled up or whatever mm-hmm. if I'm going out to dinner with a friend or something, but it's, like, I remember like doing it honestly might have been the zoom interview for the internship that we had together Mm -hmm. and I was at home in New Jersey last summer doing it and my mom was like oh my god like you're not gonna put any on any makeup for your zoom interview and I was like why the fuck would they care whether I'm wearing makeup or not like if they're only hiring me based off how pretty I look on the zoom like that it's not a company I want to work at like and it's like my mom doesn't even mean that and like a mean way it's just she grew up in a different generation and so I I've tried to have conversations with her where I'm like you know someone is gonna like you for you they're not gonna like you because you have eyeliner on or whatever and like she actually like has told me recently that she stopped wearing makeup in certain situations because of me and that like made me so happy because I was like I just want every person on earth to like feel comfortable like yeah in their skin and that's a very hard thing and I've you know well it's not it's it's whether or not it's like if she wants to wear makeup and she feels great and sexy yeah, great it's totally if she her doesn't choice. wear yeah. makeup and she feels great and sexy great yeah. like it's it's more about doing what makes what, you comfortable what makes doing the things for you yeah and I, I I think it's cool because as I'm growing older and I'm starting to date like I think when I was younger all I wanted is for a guy to tell me that I was beautiful yeah and now people tell it to me that I'm like, you're weird. Like, what? We just met. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. How dare you think I'm beautiful? And, it, and it's such, yeah, I know yeah. I'm horrible. Um, it's such a like work in progress type of thing. And, and I honestly, I, I was telling you the other day, mm-hmm. 
my goal this summer is to be like unapologetically sexy. Yeah. So what does that mean to me and what does that mean to you? Like I think we can kind of get into that. Yeah. I think, well, why don't you go first? Yeah. I think for me, I just don't want to hide myself at all. Whether mm. it be on the streets of New York, we were talking about the creepy man. Like, yeah. You know, I today it took everything for me. I'm wearing a sports bra and workout like a workout biker's shorts. pants yeah. right now. I went to a workout class, but this morning when I was about to leave, it took, it's also 80 degrees outside. So It hot. took me, yeah. it took everything in my body not to put on a shirt on top. Yeah. And I just did it. I was like, you know what, whatever. I get a couple, hola, like hellos. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think I just want to feel, I think part of the not feeling sexy is like, yeah, I have curves, I have boobs. Those are like in quotes, sexy things labeled by the media. Yeah. But there are also things that you should put away. Mm. You're not trying to be sexy, but, Mm -hmm. like, why is there a time to be sexy or not to be sexy? And and what I mean by being sexy isn't, like, appealing to others, but to, like, celebrate. Feel sexy to yourself. Yeah, celebrate what you look like, how you feel, who you are as a person. So I'm wearing more dresses more, like, more things that I'm – I don't know. I have boobs. Like, I can't you hide them. You can't just them. tuck them away. Yeah. yeah I, I, I think, I mean, obviously, there's a time and place. Like, I'm not going to wear a fucking mini dress to a, gra- a dinner with my grandparents. Yeah. Or, like, to the office or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Professionalism and things like that. But yeah. it's also, like, what is professionalism? I know. You know? Um, but that's another, another yeah. topic for another day. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I just want to feel... I think growing up as a woman, and this is probably a universal experience, Mm -hmm. I always feel like I'm filtering myself, whether it be appearance-wise or even the things that I say. Mm. Um, There's just an intense consciousness of how and who I'm supposed to be. Totally. And I think feeling sexy this summer is just being who I want to be. Yeah. Being true to yourself and being true to your thoughts and your feelings. Um, yeah, I think that's my goal this summer. What that's exactly you? what I was thinking. Is like, <laughs> I feel like for the longest time, I thought I could only be sexy if I was wearing revealing clothing. Whereas now I'm like, no, it's actually super sexy to just like wear what you want to yeah. from day to day. Like today yeah. I'm wearing a baggy t-shirt and biker shorts and sneakers because like I that's what I felt like wearing yeah and I feel like yeah being sexy is just like being authentic to who you are like tonight you know if I'm like I'm going out it's a weekend maybe I'll want to put on a mini dress and like boots or something but like if tomorrow I want to wear a big sweatshirt and sweatpants like that's also sexy like I feel like that's what I'm trying to do like Mm -hmm. now in my 20s it's just like live and part of that is dressing authentically authentically to like who you are like in this past year of school like my last year I just tried to wear things that I wanted to wear that like I think I used to be very scared to wear Mm -hmm. in the past like anyone who knows me knows I wear black all the time and like I think at times in my life that's been like an insecurity thing and like a blanket but other times I'm like no I also just like really like Like wearing the color black. I also wear a lot of black. Yeah like I love it. I like like the way I look. It goes with everything. Yeah. And also just 
like going back to your point about wanting to wear what you want when you want. Yeah. I think outside of that, just from an outsider's perspective, like I think it's really funny because as I'm growing up, it's so weird, but clothing has nothing to do with like your perceived sexiness. Yeah. Like what I mean by sexiness in mm-hmm. this context is like if I'm, if a, someone's going to catcall you, it, like whether you wear a short tiny skirt or like a long skirt yeah it doesn't matter I actually find that I'm more stared at when I'm wearing modest clothing really it's really weird yeah so I think it's just it, it, it the the term sexiness mm-hmm. is there is no definition yeah it's a subjective thing and it, it and I think it's, it's like personal to like an individual for a hundred, everyone a hundred percent and I think it's up to us to, like, bring it back. Like, bring sexy <laughs> bring back. Bring sexy back. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think, I don't know. I, I think we just need to celebrate, be who we are authentically and yeah. unapo- unapologetically. Yeah. Um, well, this is also making me think this is, like, somewhat of a different topic. But mm-hmm. I feel like we've been talking about, like, honoring our younger selves. Yeah. And, like, I don't know how it was for you growing up. But I remember for me in a middle school, we had this woman who worked at our school. I couldn't tell you what this woman's job was. Like, I don't know, but we all hated her because she was in charge of telling us when our outfits were like inappropriate for school, Mm -hmm. but she took it like to an extreme. Like I remember there was one day, it was the first day of school, I think in like eighth grade. So your body's changing. You're already insecure about the fact that you look different than you did the year before. And I remember wearing this romper to school that I was so excited to wear. I like yeah. felt so beautiful in it. It was like my favorite piece of clothing that I'd gotten that summer. And it was totally school appropriate. Like it was like a, like a high neck kind of like, um, came down to like mid thigh. It was like a totally appropriate outfit. My yeah. mom wouldn't have let me go to school if she didn't think it was right. something I could wear. And at the end of the day, this woman came up to me and she pulls me aside and she's like, First of all, in like a very condescending way, she's like, I just want to let you know that you look so cute. And I was like, oh, thank you. And she's like, but this outfit is completely inappropriate for school. And that is like, I feel like what we all grew up thinking is like, I need to hide my body away Mm -hmm. in order to exist in a school environment, in order to like, not like be inappropriate and put the men in an uncomfortable position like that's what we all grew up thinking and then luckily when I went to high school that wasn't the case and we could wear what we wanted but I remember all of us in middle school literally like hiding from this woman because we were scared of like back even when I was in sixth grade I'm like 12 years old yeah and she's telling me that what I'm wearing is inappropriate yeah and I'm like but why I feel comfortable in it there's no like genitalia hanging out like I don't understand why this isn't an appropriate outfit for school and I feel like that's something that starts like like the filtering process totally and that's like ingrained in you and it is traumatic because then it's like you just grow up and then you're an adult and you still think that you have to filter yourself in order to make other people comfortable yeah I mean I I went to private school basically my whole life so we were oh so uniforms yeah um, but I did have this one teacher in high school that always stopped people. Mm-hmm. I was never stopped, but, um, I think I can't blame them either. Like they're just passing on whatever they learned when, when they were younger. What was ingrained in them. Yeah. I also, I also think that there were people that did. <laughs> Push the boundaries. Yeah. I mean, if you're in a, I don't know. I think it's, I'm a really like, it's a time, it's a place. Yeah. 
type of thing, obviously, in, like, because an educational well, of course you shouldn't come to school in a bikini. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's, like, if you're wearing mid-thigh shorts, like, I don't understand why people have to make such an issue of it. No, I 100% agree. Yeah. But that definitely, like, it's, like, little things that when you're that young, you don't even really understand what's actually going on. No, you don't. Like, you just feel like you're being hunted for no reason. Yeah. Well, because I feel like when you're in sixth grade, like, you're not aware of your sexuality, really. Yeah, no, definitely not. I just think it's it's hard. I think from the start, it's hard. Well, I think that's also something that we were talking about recently is, like, obviously we met in a work environment. Yeah. And I feel like going back to those middle school days it's like usually the girls who were a little bit curvier a little bit more developed were the ones getting in trouble whereas another girl could be wearing the same exact outfit as me but maybe she has a thinner body type or like just a less curvy body type and she would be fine and so I feel like that has carried over into my adult life where I'm like oh this would be appropriate for someone else to wear to work but it's not appropriate for me yeah. or like any sort of environment. Like, yeah. and it's just hard because it's like, how is one thing deemed acceptable on certain body types, but not others? Like why do curves make things inappropriate? It's just how our bodies look. Like we can't help if we have a larger chest or a larger butt or something. And also like someone can't help if they don't have a larger chest or a larger butt, you know? So it's like, I just think it's like, it's kind of warped. Our perceptions. And just, like, as women, because there's always this, like, constant goal of, like, being desirable. We're mm. always going to want to want what we don't have. Yeah, exactly. The skinny girls want curves. and The boobs. curvy girls want less curves. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, so, again, it just goes back to this idea of, like, bringing your version of sexy back. Yeah, like, the summer of sexy. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's, it's so... And, and, and you know... Not only celebrating what you look like, but who you are. Your appearance is so much more than just your, your physical your, appearance. Yeah. The way you treat people, the way you interact with like life, yeah. and the way that you are on your own journey of yeah. like self discovery. Like the way you smile, the way you laugh, the way you yeah. hug your friends. So you think about it, your friends, the people who spend the most amount of time with you at this age. Yeah. Why do you think they stick around? It's not because you're hot, and if it is I mean, because maybe. you're hot, then... I mean, all my friends are hot, but, like... <laughs> if someone's only your friend, though, because they're... Because you're hot, you they need to go. Human. Yeah, exactly. Um, want, Me and my friends, like, at a certain point, we're like, you know, we're going to cut it out. We're going to, like, <laughs> stop doing these, like, appearance-based compliments, because we're so much more than that. Yeah. We are going to be like, I love your brain. Oh. You are so... Like, you know, when you're getting yeah. ready, and you're getting hyped out to go out. Like, we're yeah. like... These are so, these types of compliments mean so much more. Yeah. Like, you're the sweetest, or actually, no, maybe the, I don't want to be called that. <laughs> <laughs> or you're a kind person. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, I appreciate your kindness. Like, you literally, you make me, you inspire me, you lift me yeah. up, you make me want to be a better person. Those yeah. are the types of compliments that I value. Mean the most. Yeah. Well, I remember my best friend, one of my best friends from childhood sending me a quote maybe like two years ago or something and it was this woman talking about how she had this like realization one day that she has never liked someone because they're pretty so she's like why do I think that of myself you know like why do I think that people will only like me based on what I look like or how skinny I am or the clothes that I'm wearing like if that's the reason that someone likes you 
they might not be the right person to have in your life. Like, and we're, we're, I mean, not to think about this in like, you know, a commercial way, but we're packages. Mm -hmm. There are so many elements about a human being that attract you to them. Yeah. You know, it's, he, it'll never just be like yeah that it's like you can if you talk about your friends or your family mm-hmm. you're always like oh I love this about them I love that about yeah. them yeah this but you and even in your like imperfections like that is what makes you you yeah um and that'll like kind of set us up for the next episode which we're yes. going to talk about like us as human beings our perceptions of ourselves outside of our of, bodies of, of, yeah the physical yeah. sense well, if you're down, one thing, like, the thing I wanted to end on is uh-huh. maybe each of us could say when we feel, like, most sexy. Okay. Go for it. Okay. So, I've actually thought about this a lot. I don't know if it's because I've seen other people be asked this question. And, like, as cheesy as it may sound, like, I truly feel most sexy when I'm, like, surrounded by people who love me mm-hmm. for who I am. Yeah. Like, I could be in a huge sweatshirt and sweatpants cracking up with my friends and like feel way sexier than I feel at a bar in a mini dress on a Friday night like it is just so like when my heart is like full of joy that's when I feel most sexy because that's when I feel most confident in myself because I'm like I could do anything and these people would like me for who I am you know like because they know who I am and at heart I could have a bad day I could gain five pounds, I could whatever, and they still will love me. A hundred percent. Yeah. I definitely, like, relate to you. I, I would probably say the same thing, but also I think there's two two times where I feel sexiest. Mm-hmm. When, it, when it's with other people, it's when we're having conversations like these, conversations that mean something. Yeah. Conversations that inspire us, conversations that, like, grow make us grow closer. Yeah. It's going to be really cool, like, a lot, like, along the, you know, course of this podcast, because we only met like six months ago i know well mm, more maybe like, like eight yeah, almost eight it'll be a, we'll have a year anniversary. yeah <laughs> um so we'll get to like discover and like more new things about each other and these are the types of conversations that make me feel sexy where i'm like connecting with people yeah because that's really we, all we can ask for ourselves when we're being put on this earth like so make true. connections and then the second time i or like the second kind of setting that i feel the sexiest is honestly this alone and naked not doing anything (laughs) like don't get it twisted don't you know but just existing just being yeah not for anyone else but just like being in my natural state and just enjoying my own presence and company and the fact that I can spend that time with myself and and not feel anxious I can take myself I I go to the movies alone I take myself to dinner alone like yeah I kind of like dinner I love it you know and and just this gratefulness that I have for myself makes me feel sexy yeah yeah it's beautiful what a nice note to end on (laughs) yeah um so yeah i hope you guys enjoyed our first episode yeah there's There's more to come yeah Yeah. (laughs) stay tuned Mm -hmm. bye